We're studying our redemption in Christ from the curse. Galatians 3.13 and 14. We've been reading verse 13, but I'm going to go ahead and add verse 14. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, I told you that this means the law's accompanying curse or the curse pronounced in the law. And there's a catalog of it, and we're going to go to it in just a few moments. But he said, Christ redeemed us or rescued us from loss, as one translation says, or uh, purchased our freedom, as the Amplified Bible says. From the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Hallelujah. So Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. And uh, he did that. Why? Verse 14, so we could be blessed. And we'll talk about that in the process of time. He has already redeemed us. I want you to see that. It's not he's going to redeem us from the curse that came in with Adam's disobedience. We saw that in the book of Genesis. That God commanded him, don't eat of that tree. And of course, then he said, because if you do, in dying you're going to die. Literally, from the Hebrew, which means death would come in in every realm. Spiritually, physically, mentally, financially, socially. And in chapter 3, after the disobedience of man, uh, of Adam and Eve, we see that God said, you ate of the tree that I commanded you, and now the entire inhabited earth is cursed. We saw that. So God calls this death that came in the curse. And Christ has redeemed us from the curse. And we saw that it's the devil that had the authority or the power of death. So the curse, we concluded, without question, is the work of the devil, not the work of God. And we saw it in the previous uh, uh, three teachings on the subject. You need to go back and hear it if you weren't with us. Uh, it'll explain it clearly. Now let's go to Deuteronomy chapter 28. Because Deuteronomy chapter 28 Verses 1 through 14 is a catalog of the blessing. And uh, there's other scriptures that talk about it. Like in the book of Leviticus chapter 26, it talks about the blessing and the curse. But, uh, and we may go over there. But uh, let's use Deuteronomy 28 for now. Verses 1 through 14, it says, If you uh, diligently obey, if you'll do what I tell you, it says in verse 2, all these blessings shall come upon you. And then verse 15 through 68, it says the opposite. Now this is important. These are opposites. The blessing is the opposite of the curse. The curse is the opposite of the blessing. The two can never be mixed. The two are not, uh, there's no shady areas between them. What's good and blessing is on one side. What's bad and evil and a curse is on the other side. This is important. No confusion exists. Okay? As to what is the blessing and what's the curse. No curse is ever a blessing in disguise. The curse is never the will of God for his people. That's right. Curses and affliction don't please God. And we'll see that. 
as we study. They are not his will for any human being. They are the result, though, of disobedience insisted upon. And in, in uh, the same book, Deuteronomy, just move over to Deuteronomy chapter uh, 30. We're in chapter 28 and uh, verse 1. It shall come to pass when all these things come upon you. Which things? The blessing and the curse which I have set before you. Well, that's what he did in chapter 28. He set before them. He announced to them, these are the blessings if you obey. And then he announced to them, these are the curses if you disobey. Now, if you go down here in chapter 30, look what he calls the blessing and the curse. Now, this is important because we saw that God called death in all realms. He called it the curse. And we saw that the devil is the one that had the authority of death. Now watch, verse 15. See, God says, I have set before you today life and good. Now that's the blessing. Death and evil. That's the curse. I wanted you to see that. The blessing is life and good. The curse is death and evil. Well, if it calls it evil, it can't be of God. God's not the author of evil. He's not the author of death, and he's not the author of the curse. And you go down here in uh, uh, this same chapter, uh, verse 19, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Now I'm showing you this so that you can see that there's a strict division between life, blessing, good, because in verse 15, it talks about life and good. Here in verse 20, it talks about life. Okay? Uh, I mean, excuse me, in verse 19, life. And then that's the blessing, according to verse 1. And verse 15, and verse 19. I want you to see how these hook up. And then what's death and evil is the curse. And it tells you this in clear language here in this verse 19. I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you that I have set before you life, which is the blessing, and good, and death, which is evil, and the curse. And then just in case you didn't get that, blessing and cursing. But God wants us to choose life that both we and our descendants would live. So, going back to chapter 28 of the book of Deuteronomy. Here are found the details of the curse. Now, why is this important? Well, if Christ has redeemed us or delivered us or purchased our freedom from the curse, then we ought to know what's included in that curse because, bless God, that means whatever's in that curse, I'm redeemed from. I don't have to have it. Glory to God. Well, if you read here in Deuteronomy 28, uh, beginning in verse 15, uh, through especially, well, all of it, but, but I'm, I'm going to focus in on 15 to 22, one would immediately be led to believe that curses are the direct result of God. But we've seen from the scripture that's an impossibility. 
It can't come from God, or else why would he redeem us from it through Jesus? I mean, it, it wouldn't make any sense. According to these verses, though, if you read them, it would seem that God curses people. Now, what are you going to do with that? If that is true, that God curses people, then how could Jesus redeem us from the curse? Because we also saw that God called it death in every realm, and that the devil had the authority of death. And 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8 also says that Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil. Well, <clears throat> again, if it is true that God curses people, then how could Jesus redeem us from the curse? Did he redeem us from something God does? And of course you would have to answer, no. God didn't redeem, I mean, Jesus didn't redeem us from something God does. Jesus redeemed us from something the devil does. <clears throat> but if you go to, uh, for example, here you go, verse 20. The Lord will send on you cursing. And then you go down in through here. Verse 21, the Lord will make the plague cling to you. And verse 22, the Lord will strike you. And it talks about sickness and disease. Well, does it say that or doesn't it say that? Yeah, it does say that. But you have to study to show yourself approved. You're going to have to interpret Scripture in the light of other Scripture. And there's an answer to this. Don't get upset. Don't think that, you know, we're saying God curses you because He doesn't. Never has, never will. Now listen to me. The Jewish Publication Society translation called the Tanakh, the translation of verse 20, that in almost every English Bible will say, the Lord will send on you cursing. Listen what it says. Are you ready? You got your, your ears ready and perked up, listening, ready to catch this? Listen. It says, the Lord will let loose against you. Calamity, panic, and so on. Oh, that's different. It's not saying the Lord will send. It's saying the Lord will let loose against you. Now, there's a big difference between God sending and the Lord letting loose against you. <clears throat> now, in the same translation, the Tanakh translation, of verse 48, it says, Therefore you shall serve your enemies, whom the Lord will send against you. Now, why does it say it like this? <clears throat> well, notice again, the Jewish Publication Society Tanakh translation of verse 48. It says, You shall serve in hunger and thirst, naked and lacking everything. Listen. The enemies whom the Lord will let loose upon you. Are you getting a hold of that? Now, go back to verse 20. And again, there's a big difference between God sending, God doing it, and God letting loose. Here's another one. Verse 20. The Lord will send on you cursing. Remember we said that the Jewish translation says, uh, the Jewish Tanakh translation, because they have more than one, says the Lord will let loose against you. 
Well, here's God's word translation of the same verse. The Lord will let your enemies defeat you. Well, that's a whole lot different than sending a curse on you or sending your enemies against you. This is talking about the Lord letting loose or the Lord letting your enemies defeat you. Now, you're going to understand this in a little bit a lot more clearly, okay? And you'll see why there's this discrepancy. Because, again, you're going to have to interpret Scripture in the light of other Scripture. First of all, what brings the curse on the scene? Let me put it like this. Who or what is directly responsible for the curse? Number one, and I'm going to show it to you here in Deuteronomy 28. It says it over and over again. The curse is the direct result of disobedience or breaking divine law or his commandments identically like it happened to Adam. And what I mean by identically is just like it happened to Adam, he disobeyed the command of God and it brought the curse or death in every realm in the same way. It brings the curse on the scene. Disobedience. Let's see it. I read you already one of them, Deuteronomy 28, 15. It shall come to pass if you do not obey. Isn't that what it says? If you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all His commandments and His statutes, what I command you today. That's what God told Adam. He said, if you don't obey me, death will come in all realms, spiritually, physically. Every realm will be affected by death. And then he said, because you didn't obey me, this curse has been released because of what you did. What did Adam do? Disobedience. Disobedience. And here God's saying the same thing. He said, if you will not obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments and his statutes, which I command you today, that all these curses will come upon you and overtake you. So, number one, the curse is the direct result of disobedience or breaking God's divine law, just like it was with Adam. But thank God we're redeemed from the curse. And thank God, even if we miss it and sin and disobey, we can run to the blood of Jesus that was shed and became the evidence of our deliverance and wholeness and of our redemption from the curse, confess our sin, and that thing can be wiped away, and we could take a stand back again on the covenant and not allow the devil to come in with the curse and rob us of our redemption. Now, we'll say more about that in our next study.